0: All right, everyone. Welcome to episode twelve of the Tell Your Story podcast. Uh, today's guest is Brad Kate Gage. Am I saying this right?
1: Yes, Brad okay. Gage. Yeah. <laughs> okay,
0: for sure. Uh, he is a bi-coastal host, writer, and MC. Uh, his hosting credits include content for ABC, Hulu, Mercedes, and Social Club TV, as well as live embedded events for companies like Intel, San Rio, and Live Me. Brad's educational podcast, Explaining Things to Me, was one of iTunes' best in 2015, and he was named one, one of Just for Last Festival's New Faces of Comedy in 2019. He currently hosts the web series, Real Real uh, Real Fields, about masculinity and self-improvement. Uh, Brad, thank you for coming on to the podcast.
1: Ponzale, that uh, thank you so much for that intro. That is, that's, that's everything. That's all of it. <laughs> that's all of me right there
0: um uh, man questions. <laughs> sorry sorry i'm just like also like starting to do more intros like this because i know previously i haven't done like at least more in-depth uh intros on this so you know just oh no
1: to- <laughs> i i appreciate it i think it's 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 great to give people a sense of of me and what i'm doing so yeah no i'm i'm not i'm not being facetious i
0: Mm-hmm. Genuinely oh. thanking you. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's for sure. Um, uh, I appreciate it. Uh so to get started, um to get started. So what made you want to get into um uh, being a podcast host um and stepping into uh comedy?
1: So talking about just like pre-real real feels yeah. here, just in general, mm-hmm. what uh okay, so um I was doing. I now live in New York State, but uh, I lived in Los Angeles for eleven years, and while I was there, I was heavily in you know involved with the comedy community, doing a lot of live stand-up character comedy, and I ended up hosting a lot of f- shows, and that was kind of my forte, and I loved it, and I still love it. But it was um it was just a natural thing for me to kind of be the MC, feeling everything out, keeping things moving. That's definitely my um, personality. Mm -hmm. And so naturally once podcasting became kind of a, uh, more in vogue thing, um, started doing that. And so I have been kind of producing and hosting podcasts on and off for like maybe six years, seven years. Um, and, uh, and, and I love it. I mean, it's, it, it's self-directed, uh, you know, especially with real feels right now. I, I, it's, it's, I do with it whatever I want. It's a great venue. Uh, it's very personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, when people are listening, you know, they get the, the ear pods in there. You know, you're speaking right directly to them. And, and it can be a really intimate setting um, for some entertainment, for some comedy, or for some, from, for some change to be made uh, mm-hmm. in people's minds.
0: Yeah, for sure. So um, then, so your podcast then talks about a wide range of topics. Then, I assume
1: real well currently. So real feels um, started out as a podcast that was kind of diving into the unseen personal lives of my friends to a certain degree. Is it talking? I I I would describe it as like instead of small talk, it was big talk. You know, what was most important to them in their lives, and what was what were they connecting to? Emotionally in that moment. But now uh, it's evolved into something I think a little more uh, effective, a little bit more pinpointed. And that is kind of this um, mission to help men connect with a more empathetic side of themselves, mm-hmm. to uh, uh, expose men to ideas outside of those that they've been kind of conditioned with about gender roles and about sexuality and about mm-hmm. um, the relationship with women. And so that's. That's really what's I think brought me to talk with you today is 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 the the current real fields, uh, uh, you know, working on this. I, I wouldn't even call it a fight, but it is it is a um, it's it's I think it's a movement to connect men with themselves so that they are connected more with the people around them, um, uh, starting you know at a grassroots level, mm-hmm. to bring down you know those numbers and those statistics uh, around sexual assault uh, rape and harassment mm,
0: yeah yeah um, and it's pretty cool that you are also doing a podcast to help uh, with that as well too because sexual assault especially in rape and all that especially when it comes to like men is and the relationship to it is very like complicated you know um especially when it comes to like the idea of like masculinity guys talking about uh rape and stuff especially if it's been done to them and just also having a more predictive healthy conversation around it um because i mean still i believe there's still even some guys that are still trying to figure out how they could even really help in like the fight for more awareness on sexual assault on even them reporting themselves too um so with that uh what 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 would you say have been like the fight then uh to well the yeah the fight quote unquote of um of like trying to make this top these topics more you know well well more more in the minds of uh men and keeping the conversation going um from year from years on out
1: sorry so, sorry can you can can you repeat the question a little bit i i lost i lost oh the, yeah sorry read a little bit there
0: <laughs> sorry uh sorry I, ta- I talk a little bit long That's
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> no no i i just i want to make sure that i'm addressing it directly
0: mm-hmm. uh so uh so i was like so yeah, I was asking, uh, what fight, uh, would you say, quote, fight, quote unquote, that you would, that you have, that you have been dealing with for your podcast in terms of the topic of sexual assault, rape, and all that stuff, especially when it comes to men.
1: I mean, I think, I think a lot of uh, the difficulty, kind of getting the message clear and and in a non-aggressive way across to men, uh, I think the key is kind of, is connecting to their hu- humanity and their, their relationship to themselves, having them place themselves in the shoes of, of women who are experiencing these things. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very difficult, I'll, I'll put it this way, it's very easy to be judgmental, to be dismissive, to not have to worry about, to not care about something if it's not affecting you. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's important for, uh, for us to kind of understand that, um, just because you haven't heard much about it from people around you, um, you are affected by it guys. Mm -hmm. Like you do know women who have been assaulted, you do know women who have been raped or mm-hmm. there, there has been lines crossed. Even if, even if you're the good guy, who's never done it, which I mean, kudos to you. Mm-hmm. We are conditioned to kind of be dominant and for that to be kind of an okay thing up until you know this point, socially, it's been, it's mm-hmm. been a little more acceptable. And so if, if you have not done that uh, and you don't know anybody or you don't think anybody think, you know, anybody who's, who's uh, experienced it or perpetrated it, it's very easy to dismiss it, but the thing is, um, it you it's important to put yourself in other shoes to see the humanity in other people, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and you do that through, you know, co- connecting men back to themselves instead of kind of allowing them not allowing but but perpetuating this kind of man box of toxic masculinity and kind of disconnection from emotions and stuff like that so you know there's there's multi-steps but one of them a big one is just kind of getting real and 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 talking straight on uh, Mm -hmm. and addressing the 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 part of the shame and and part of the the fear that comes along with talking about these issues
0: yeah 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 definitely um and it's a long fight (laughs) it's it's always been like a long fight um especially on something that is gonna take a lot of people an entire like almost community to even you know want to see those changes too um especially how pervasive it is like also within like the college sphere too um i mean as a as i was telling you earlier like um like there was like a there was like a recent, uh, incident that happened at my school where, um, um, where there was like a gang rape that, that happened, like, uh, like I believe like a few weeks before even this, I believe before the start of the official semester or around the beginning of the semester, I'm not entirely too sure, but I was just like, oh my God, like, it's, it's just like, you know, we want to try and like, you know, voice all this out, want to hold a lot of these systems and, like, organizations and and stuff accountable, but then it's sort of, like, there's, like, sort of, like, a tone deafness to it where, like, this incident happens and then the reaction to it is, like, very like complicated because you have you know the schools sort of like saying you know, like a oh man I am sorry you know we're doing our best and stuff and then you have students who are like oh that's not enough like this should be more like on top of it and stuff and then like oh man like ban like Greek life and stuff or ban these mm-hmm. like fraternities you know off this campus and stuff that are making people feel unsafe, you know. And like I don't like I don't ever want like people to ever feel unsafe like at like at my own place if I have like if I ever have like my own party or even just like in just a general open space where the space is meant for you know fun where the space is meant for education and stuff like that too like that's hard that's like hurtful and like breaks my heart to like see like my own schools just sort of being sort of like a place where even like students can sometimes feel unsafe you know
1: Absolutely. No, I mean, I, I went to college at the university of Miami. It was a big party school. I was part of Greek life. Big time. We, I lived on a house right off of campus. And I mean, these topics at that time were not in the forefront for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, of course I wish they would have been it, it. It's, 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 as the documentary says, it's, it's a hunting ground. And what's, what's really interesting is um these organizations uh sorry the these these you know uh universities and colleges have all the incentive to not change to not protect people and to sweep things under the rug because um it all affects the bottom line financially
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and a really i read a, a fantastic book and, and there's a, a few chapters in there about the subject uh, um a book called Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. Mm -hmm. And uh, he has a whole section about um, the Stanford rape case um, and uh, uh, Brock Turner, right? Mm. And and there's just this kind of unspoken element to campus assault and rape. Mm -hmm. There's this element that people... They just don't want to talk about o- outside of even the assault and rape, which they don't want to talk about, but it's, it is uh, uh, alcohol. Mm-hmm. People go to college to get drunk every weekend or every day. People like a lot of, a lot of kids go to college so they can party. Mm-hmm. And alcohol creates a myopia where you are not thinking about the future. Mm-hmm. You are not thinking about the repercussions of your, of your actions and that is a fertile place in your mind and and and, and in a, a social setting mm-hmm. for sexual assault, because no one is thinking ahead. No one is and no one is connecting mm-hmm. um, on a human level. And so there's just so many there. there again, there, there's so many levels to it. But I, I, I commend you for kind of bringing these these things up. That's why, you know, you're doing the podcast, but also. Yeah, like the big questions are, how do you create change when the structures that are in place to protect everyone, men and women, but a little bit more women, because that is the the majority of, of who uh, are victimized by this. Mm-hmm. These structures that are, are supposed to be protecting them have an incentive not to. Have mm-hmm. an incentive not to clamp down, to report, to... to you know, create restrictions that might scare away their customers because that's what we really were. We were, we are customers at the, yeah. you know, store of, of college education. And so unfortunately it always leads down to that. And, and so it's, it's about making such a big stink mm-hmm. uh, and making such a big deal out of things that they would rather, they would, they would, they would say to you, you know, Maybe maybe be cool about this, right? That's that would be the 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 guy thing to do. Maybe hey, chill out about this. It's not that big of a deal. Why does this affect you? Why do you care so much? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's because um, these are wounds that are invisible that mm-hmm. are being inflicted that uh, take an in- incredibly long time to heal.
0: Yeah, um, and yeah. it's worth. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, like, I'm also, like, as, you know, I said, I'm also part of, like, the Greek life at Eastern Michigan. Um, so, it was, like, seeing, like, sort of, like, the community reaction to it, seeing how everything's just been done and stuff, it's just, like, very surprising, too, especially given how, you know, there, there are like, there are like fraternities on campus that do have that reputation, but there's still like a good bit of people that still like associate with them and stuff like that too. And, you know, it's, it's like one of those things too where it's complicated because like I know like good people within those fraternities that are actually like really good, decent people, but it just sort of like breaks my heart because like, you know, they're associating with an organization that sort of has like a very bad reputation within the community. And the community has not is not even really properly healed from it, um, mm-hmm. especially due to the fact of how often like we like we do make a big thing out of it and we think it's big enough, and then just rolling under just all like the carpet and stuff of this as if nothing happened. You know, just for the sake of you know saving face, saving PR, trying to get more you know of that tuition funding into it and stuff like that too. And you know, I'm not saying that you know all people in great life are bad and all this shit or people. People and like the schools are bad or land has happened and stuff, but it's, it's a pattern. Like it's happened. And I mean, it's, and people definitely feel it, especially if like you're a college student and you sort of see like the bullshit that the school provides, like gives mm-hmm. you, and you're just like, wait, what? Like, this is, this is not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. I mean, and it's, it's an interesting thing. Cause I think so a lot of the time up to this point, I think, um, for a lot of men or maybe even women in in these structures, uh, they they could pro- they maybe they didn't know. Maybe mm-hmm. there was not an awareness before me too. I don't really totally believe that, but let's just give them a benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. to a certain degree where they don't know things until they don't know. I haven't, that's that goes for me. I'm sure it goes for you. I didn't know mm-hmm. about some of the stuff until I knew, until mm-hmm. I was open to that information. Um So they were doing their best up to a certain point, but we are now, um, you know, four years post the me too movement kind of coming into, uh, into our, the zeitgeist. And Mm -hmm. so everyone knows, and, and if you are not acting on this information properly, you are not doing your best. These Mm -hmm. people, and and, and they're not doing their best. They are. They're either being selfish, Mm -hmm. afraid, cowardly, um, or they are ignorant or don't care. And so it's it's all of those things, um, and those are wrapped up in a lot of different emotions because Mm -hmm. it's like they so many people, especially men, like they don't want to get involved. That's none of my business. Like this Mm -hmm. seems this is this is above my pay grade or something. Mm -hmm. But it's not. It is up to all of us um, uh, to to say something when we do see something.
0: Mm-hmm. When, we
1: see, when we see something that's, that is um, that is, you know, and, and the signs can be tough, but when we see something that is clearly in a cell, a drunk woman, mm-hmm. uh, uh, someone yelling no, uh, uh, someone uh, a passed out woman. These are things that happen. There are witnesses, there are bystanders and it's been centuries of passive bystanders and, and now it's, it's time to to turn that around and, and be active mm-hmm. and and do something about it when we see it.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think even the school is even trying to do more in terms of like active bystander training and stuff like that too. And again, like there's no docking of like the work that people are trying to do, but it's reactionary which is something mm-hmm. that I don't entirely like about it, especially if like people like sort of like see it, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. And it's just like, all right, why wasn't this done like earlier? Like, why wasn't this, why weren't you a, bit, a little bit more proactive earlier? And like someone, like, uh, someone uh, on my first episode said, um, um, like, if you cared, you would have cared, you know? like this <laughs> is very like simple you know but I know like it, it can't really even be that simple also too because like again like as you said like we're also in this system where like we are a part of our organization we sort of like care about our organization so we're afraid of really speaking against it too you know um, especially when it comes to like even like the lawsuit which I don't even wish I'd think is still even going on, I think, uh with like the school and like some of like the fraternities and stuff like that too. Or like even people are like not allowed to like even like give like a response or a statement or whatever too, which is again understandable, but it still doesn't like help that no one is saying something about it or at least giving some form of response in a way too. And I mean like even like I even saw like a Instagram post a while back ago of some of like the community of the NPHC, I believe, which is like where the divine nine fraternities are and stuff actually being like, Hey, Ed, we are doing a halt on all like community events relating to this stuff. Cause like, this is like not cool. We want to like stand by, you know, actually be the change that we want to be and stuff like that too. But I have not seen any like other community do that? Like, I have not seen IFC do that, I have not seen CPC do that. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I even see MG, MG, MGC. Oh my God, I believe I'd say in the multicultural these, these, Sorry,
1: yeah, these, these are all, sorry, just mm-hmm. so people know, this, these are all groups within like, uh, within the university's kind of purview, right?
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah. And I- IFC
1: is inter fraternity council, and-
0: CPCs uh oh i forgot
1: wow. but basically the the, yeah. the organizations that yeah are yeah. are student run groups yeah. through through yeah. the college yes. i mean what's interesting I, I, we didn't have anything like this has there is there any mandatory i mean it's not sex ed but is there any mm-hmm. mandatory kind of anti assault workshops training yeah. classes anything like that 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 the school mandates
0: uh i believe they're just mandating it now i believe they're,
1: they're starting those yes yeah
0: yeah. They, yeah they're just starting to mandate. Well, that's
1: that's that's good
0: yeah yeah that's something
1: because it does i mean if you have to sit in a room and hear about these stories and hear how damaging the effects of 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 assault can be um It's going to, it's going to change some minds. It's going to put some boundaries Mm -hmm. up. It's going to put some barriers in some of these people's minds around, uh, you know, the idea of, of, you know, Mm -hmm. crossing that line, even when they're drunk, it's going to be, it's going to be planted in there. So that's nice.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I believe there's, like, a for, like where we had to do, like, training on, like, looking at the science for alcohol, like, sickness and stuff like that, too, if, like, someone's getting too drunk and stuff like that, too, mm-hmm. or, like, it's primarily have been just, like, ran by students, but it had, like, professionals come in and speak to, like, students, you know, on the subject, and I don't even think... I don't know if even sexual assault or even any relations to that was, was big till like maybe around 2017. And I believe that was like the active bystander training, but even then we didn't really go delve too deep into it and stuff. And I mean, like, there are even some people that I wish know who are like, "Man, why do I need to know all this stuff? I already know this. I'm a good dude. This is for like the dudes who are doing like the right. shitty stuff, you know? Yeah, it's like and stuff like who that. Who are
1: the? Yeah, and the question then is always, who who are these dudes who are doing the shitty stuff?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they're
1: they're they're dudes you know. They're they're the guy next to you in class. Mm-hmm. They are your fraternity brothers, and and and, and this is not me generalizing (laughs) this Mm -hmm. is the truth this is this is these are the the stats this is the the honest truth this is you know uh the idea of rapists or assaulters being creeps in uh, um in trench coats or or very clearly you know signifying themselves as that and it's and you and you can tell right away that this guy's a creep uh that's never been true Um, Mm -hmm. that's just what we do in our mind to make ourselves feel better about how much of a, uh, rampant problem this is. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, I know everything about how to, what happens in a plane emergency, but it's still important to know every time I go on a plane, um, you know, it's, it's getting it to that level where everybody, we know, okay. And it's ingrained. You see something, oh, you're going to say something. I I, I love, and I brought this up on many other podcasts before, but I think it's just such a great example. Esther Perel, the psychologist and writer and podcaster, um, at the beginning of the Harvey Weinstein kind of news scandal, mm-hmm. um, not really a scandal, it's just news. It's the Harvey Weinstein uh, information getting out. Yeah. Um, she was talking about this kind of hopeful future where – uh sexual domination or or um possible assault you know that that kind of line you see where uh, that doesn't seem like a good situation she's really drunk and he is going to take her somewhere and Mm -hmm. and it's those situations would be treated the same way that drunk driving is now where you Mm -hmm. see somebody who's drunk and they pick up their keys and they're going to go to the car. You go, wait, 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 let's talk about this for a second. Mm-hmm. And everyone in this, in the room, everyone at the party agrees. This is something that needs to be addressed. This is something that is not a good idea. Um, so, you know, we have to check in on this person. Are they drunk? Are they okay? Mm-hmm. Can they drive? Like, and then, and then everybody knows what to do. If the person's too drunk, you just take their keys. And it's, and it's that type of thing with, with this, where it's like, if the woman's too drunk, you keep them separated or, mm-hmm. you know, I just said it uh, like the offspring song and that's great. got to keep mm-hmm. them separated. Uh, but uh, but so that's that's always stuck in my head as, as such a kind of hopeful future and that uh, workshops and classes and, mm-hmm. and podcasts and conversations are what get us closer to that place where it's just kind of a generally socially agreed upon thing
0: mm-hmm. yeah. And that
1: brings the, that brings the levels down of the drama. Mm -hmm. Um, you're, you're helping the guy out from a a situation tomorrow or next week or whatever, when he is going to get in trouble for this, Mm -hmm. um, you are stepping in and going like, Hey, and if it's okay. And if both parties are, are all down for it, then great. But it's like, then they, then, then have a good time. Like, it's not, it's not about like policing sex. It's about kind of as a society looking out for, women for the most part and yeah. looking out for for people who who are tending to become victims of this
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah especially since this affects like all sorts of people even though this does primarily like victimize women um but yeah. seeing how this is like a community like this is a community issue which takes mm-hmm. like more than just one group one person to really help sort of like be like when to help like that change be implemented within like our systems and stuff, but takes like everyone, you know? Um, and I think that's what we're missing most of all too. Cause you know, we, like we are trying to like, you know, grab on that torch of like sort of being like the light bearers and stuff, but we can't be light bearers if we can't, if we don't have people behind us to even be the light bearer for Um, and that can like really help us out too. I mean, there's a quote that like set this up and I might butcher this again. Um, but, uh, it's, uh, it said, um, uh, to, uh, to, in order to lead the light or something like that, um, oh, in order to be a light bearer, um, you can either be the, you can either be the candle, the candle holder or the mirror reflecting off the light or something like that. I need to reach out the very specific <laughs> quote, but um, that's what does of...
1: that mean? What does that mean to you? Kwanzaa.
0: <laughs> oh man, that man. That <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I'm, 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 I have a, a bit of an interpretation of it, but I I'm interested to hear what your interpretation of that is.
0: I'm, My, my interpretation, especially now in this day and age is deciding whether you are going to be the person to take the lead and sort of show people the way, or you're going to sort of be the support and show people where they can go to for that guidance, for that leadership Mm. to see where that change can happen.
1: Interesting. Yeah, no, I, I I would agree with that. I mean, it's, um, both, I guess making it clear, like both are positive things. Mm-hmm. Holding the candle and holding the mirror, those are both better than not doing those things, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like that, that's, that's how I, I kind of take it. Um, and you don't have to be one or the other. But yes, I mean, um, a lot of my work coming up and uh, you know, what, how I see my work going with Real Feels is, is uh, challenging men to be leaders. To mm-hmm. be, um, as my friend Cam Fraser says, sexual leadership, sexual leaders, mm-hmm. uh, as far as just having an openness about their sexuality—that's mm-hmm. a, a deeper level—and that that that's a connective tissue that, you know, helps with consent in general. Mm-hmm. But also to be, you know, leaders in 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 a way, human evolution. You know, this mm-hmm. this belief that that uh, uh, gender roles are the way they are, that's the natural order, and that's just the way of the world, it's not fair, life's not fair, is an extremely passive way mm-hmm. to go through life. And I don't think men, I don't think men like to think of themselves as passive. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 and that's what it is, even though it's, <laughs> I mean, saying to somebody, life isn't fair, that's the way of the world, is a very easy way to say, I'm not I'm I don't care about this. This Mm -hmm. doesn't affect me. I am in the you know, I am the the I am a man. I'm the dominant gender. I am, you know, unaffected by a lot of these social things. Mm -hmm. A lot of white guys say this because they are not they are just living in a world that is unaffected by a lot of these social issues and it's passive. It's not creating any change. It's Mm -hmm. not leaving the world any better. Um, it is just supporting, uh, more of a, of a, of a white patriarchy and, and, you know, if you're going to choose that, then you have to kind of be upfront about it. Hey, Mm -hmm. I'm a white guy and I'm straight and I like it that way. And I like being on top. Well, Fine, if that's how you want to feel, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, it's a pretty shitty way to go. To go. Uh, it's yeah. not. It's uh, there's not much commendable about about saying that you don't want uh, equity um, mm-hmm. or equality or 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 for women to to have a little bit more uh, control over their bodies. And so mm-hmm. that's how that's how I kind of see it um, as far as being a a light bearer, as as far as as holding the candle. Um, and 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 where I see that happening and how you do that is um, is an active uh, stance against assault. So it- it's not just that you don't do it; it's that you are actively vocal about, um, you know, stopping assault, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, holding people accountable, um, and it's. But that's a scary thing for a lot of guys because it it goes against guy code. Mm. You're 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 male bashing, man. That's not cool. Like you're gonna rat out your fellow man. It's like, but that's not what it's about. It's it's mm-hmm. it's about being a better person. Um, yeah. uh, it's not about, you know, and that's that's I think where fraternities get themselves in trouble because there's a lot of protecting of each mm-hmm. other uh when someone does something that is illegal or mm-hmm. non-consensual. Uh it doesn't always happen, but but unfortunately, those tend to be the types of communities that are are not um, holding themselves as accountable yeah they probably should
0: yeah and you know i'm happy to be a part of a fraternity that you know does like hold their guys accountable like to like a higher standard or to the highest standard possible you know because like that's what you know we should all strive for especially like guys you know and you know i've been trying to you know read up on like stoicism and stuff and how like you know the idea of you know controlling the things accepting the things you can't control but accepting but knowing the wisdom that you have that you you uh, know what's in your control um especially within society where you have to understand when your role is too right. and doing it to the best of your ability too where you can do the most good you know um because you know i i'm all for like giving giving back to people and I'm a giver and stuff like that too so me doing this is a way of it's a form of me giving back to my society to my community to the home that I'm a part of to the to the organizations I've been a part of to my own school itself you know because they've all helped me be the person that I am today I'm still trying to be you know to this day um and We can't, yeah, we can't sort of like be blinded to the fact that we need more givers instead of takers or or Mm. selfishness, you know, especially when we feel like it doesn't affect you when it's like, yeah, it might not affect you, but it affects someone that you know you know? Right. And like, I don't want it to affect more people that I know or more people that I don't know. And I sure as hell don't want it to affect like future generations or even my own future kids, you know, like I want this world to be a little bit better than when I first came in, you know? So, yeah,
1: I agree. I feel like most people feel that way. And I think that your point about more givers and less takers is really interesting because, um, you know, people, people, feel protective they need to survive they want things in their life so they feel like they have to take it i think there there is a, an understanding that maybe could be emphasized more that uh givers are getters you don't need to be a taker if you are of service these these things come back to you so sorry these things come back to you in droves these you the more you put out there the more the more. Positive service that you many times can get paid for, or this or that, uh, that you put out in the world. More of that, the more that you that you get, and that nourishes your empowerment and your worth. Um, and I know it's a little heady for some people, but but it, it, I feel like everyone's toyed with this to a certain degree. You you want to get a certain, you want to get attention for some sort of work well, you got to put a bunch of that work out there and then you start getting the feedback that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just how the that is how the world works. it's It's hard to really kind of hack that system mm-hmm. um but uh, but so I agree with you and 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 I I'll commend you. I mean, this is great work you're doing uh, uh, it's it, it is helping your community and um and I appreciate what you're doing. So, you know
0: awesome i I appreciate it work yeah thank you i i appreciate the kind uh words that i know like doing this i kind of was just like man uh i don't know if i'd be the right guy for you. you know i'm a guy how could i ever you know speak on something that doesn't affect me but like over the course of like doing these episodes and stuff and you know feeling like oh man i don't feel like the support or oh man i don't know if i should like do this and stuff like I really see just how much it helps and how much like real support I have, even if it doesn't show. Um, but it's like cool to see that people have been seeing that I have still been doing this podcast, you know, still want to do like this work and stuff too. Um especially because I just want to give voice to those that need a voice, you know, and on a space where they don't feel any judgment. They won't feel like they're they won't oh, yeah. be believed or anything like that. Too, they just want to share and help those that are in need of, you know, that story of like or just hearing that. Hey, they're not alone. You know, mm-hmm. um, especially I agree with that. Are, yeah, we're all kind sorry about that. I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: Oh no, I, I was, I was just chiming in with you. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to. I, I, but I, I, what's interesting about creating that space? I try to do that as well with with real feels, and I, I feel like you know. Um, I can sense that from you that you have that ability to hold space in that way. Um, And and what's interesting is, you know, this is the kind of, this is the kind of next step. This is the kind of pricklier part of this is Mm -hmm. also in tandem. And maybe that's, that's coming up, you know, that we can accept this more is finding the space for men to be more open about, Mm-hmm. their experiences with this and, and, and the shame that is connected with maybe something that they have done, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe something that they feel bad about there's guilt or just a general, the general guilt about men in, in, in general or men that they've known is, you know um, it, it's, that's, that's, that's a definitely, that's a, that's a next step thing, finding mm-hmm. a place for that um, uh, because then Uh, that's the like hurt people, hurt people thing, right. Mm Heal people, heal people. And so men, men finding more of those safer places, uh, that's not really happening right now, but I do think that that not a safe place for them to hate a -hmm. safe place for them to, to share their inner world. And sometimes that includes things that they don't would rather not usually bring up or talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those are the driving forces b- behind violence and, 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 uh, and, assault, you know, a lot of the time mm-hmm. is shame or, or a darkness or a depression or, yeah. or other mental, not illness, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, conditions, conditioned yeah. situations. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Uh, especially when the, when I looked on range website um, which is like an anti-sexual violence organization um, right. and saw like some of their uh, st- statistics, I was very surprised that over like 70% of like young, like male, like young adults who are males don't have, don't report that they've been sexually assaulted mm-hmm. and stuff. I was very surprised about that. And I, I said this in an earlier episode, but I, I'm still like, mind blown over the fact that that's a very high number of like so especially because i expected females to be of the highest but i believe that was around like 46 percent, i believe give or take Mm -hmm. so even then i was still like what you know um
1: i mean it's yeah it's really uh but it makes sense of course because in a way it's like are men allowed, like, where's the space for men to talk about their assaults? You know, they, Mm -hmm. they, it is, it is still, it still feels taboo to a lot. Mm -hmm. Like we now have models to support women who have been assaulted, men who have been assaulted. It's, it's the community's different. Mm -hmm. Women are supporting women. Men are not really supporting men. It's, there's a lot of shame and, and other things wrapped up in that there's, idea uh, you know the ideas of homosexuality and there's a mm. lot of you know there's a lot of taboo there's a lot of just messy stuff for the male psyche that that, that they're not really prepared to discuss and a good friend of mine um he phillips is a uh survivor of of milita- military sexual trauma mm. from his from his navy um shipmates uh back in the 80s and he and he does a lot of work around this and he's like you know navy guy military guy fully tatted up yeah. um and has these stories of of being raped on his ship over the course of months
0: jesus um
1: and it's the type of thing that you go wow i really i haven't really heard that story too much uh but it again just because you haven't heard it just because you didn't know about it doesn't mean it's not happening
0: mm-hmm. yeah definitely um so i know that you have to go <laughs> it's all soon so um with that, uh, with, uh, last question then, um, what is your advice or, uh, slash hopes for people that, you know, want to be more involved in sexual assault be to change that, you know, they want to be, especially within their own communities, um, and, you know, for future generations to come, who's, who's ever listened into this?
1: I hope that, um, that there is just more of an emphasis on education. I know reading is not everyone's favorite thing to do, but I have become empowered in the knowledge uh, around these subjects through the books that I have researched and read. And through them, I've found people who I look at as role models um, and people who, who have shown me the way to go with my work. And those are people like Jackson Katz who wrote the book, Macho Paradox. And those are people like Peggy Orenstein who wrote the book, Boys and Sex. And Liz Plank who wrote the book, For the Love of Men. Like these are some of the books I've just recently read, uh, uh, but you know, Men Explain Things to Me, um, uh, which is Rebecca Solnit. I just have them all right behind me here um, because they're, they're, they're good reminders. So, I mean, it, it's, it's about affecting younger minds. It's about education in high schools and colleges. Um, and so, having programs because this is a health and safety issue. Uh, mm-hmm. Having programs that are uh, part of curriculum um, that emphasize and aren't afraid to talk about the the not so fun details mm-hmm. uh, of these subjects with with a kind with an honesty, you know without keeping them in the dark it's it's none of this stuff is is this stuff is happening all the time it's it's it needs to be normalized to have discussions about it because Mm -hmm. the frequency has already become normalized yeah it's it's around us constantly and the only way it gets better is is talking more about it making people more aware and and making people connect emotionally with other people's experiences so that's my hope
0: Mm awesome awesome way to uh, end the uh, episode thank you brad for uh, that that little bit of advice and for people to listen um and hopefully you know we all hope that this can be that you know where we're going where we're tracking towards is to hopefully to start for a better future in all in all honesty um but with that, uh, thank you guys for tuning in to the podcast. Uh, it's was, it was been it been great having you on, Brad. It's been a pleasure talking with you about all this stuff. And keep on doing what you're doing, man. I think you're doing awesome in what you're doing. Um, and with that said, guys, thank you for tuning in. And for the next episode, the next episode will be number 13. And it will have Lil' Love L- Watch on it. So be in the know for that and stay tuned for that so with that said i'll be tuning out brad say bye to the happy uh viewers uh listeners listening bye
1: (laughs) well bye everybody and thank you so much for having me on the show
0: oh no problem man all right guys peace out